Welcome back to season two of the Salt and Shadows podcast. We're bringing you shorter episodes this season with tangible tips for diving into the darker seasons. We're headed into fall and winter here in the Northern Hemisphere, and we know this can be a challenging time for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. That's right. We are taking it slower and we are creating our content with more intention to support you in keeping the energetic change with the seasons of going at a slower inward pace. We'll be consulting both our oracle and tarot cards, as well as leaning into our intuitive elemental channeling in order to bring these messages to you today. And don't forget, we are now offering Salt and Shadows sessions, where we have collaborated to create a ritual that puts you at the center of the magic, bridging your outer world with your inner spirit. And now it is time to trace the salt and embrace the shadow. Hi, Diana. Hey, Courtney. Welcome back to episode four. We're now in November. It's technically Dia de los Muertos in Mexican culture. That was one of my favorite holiday. I believe that it's it's for a few days. And in Mexico, they love celebrating. It's like a it's even a week long thing, but for sure, thirty first, the first, the second. Mm. Today we're going to be talking about, with the holidays approaching, how to honor your shadow work, and especially Dia de los Muertos, that one of the biggest shadows that we cast in life is thinking about death or how our society, especially in America and these Western cultures, avoid death and avoid looking at death. And Diana happened to draw the death card. I'm sorry, I'm just spilling the tea (laughs) right before this meeting. Before you even brought up the fact that it's the holiday we didn't even we didn't even think about that before yeah. record. <laughs> we're sitting here talking about death and we weren't even talking about like when this is coming out <laughs> yeah oh that is so so poignant and just yeah today we want to talk about we well we talk a lot about we uh, supporting ourselves and expanding that awareness and in season one we definitely talked about like what the fuck even is shadow work and we just wanted to talk today especially about during this holiday season the ways that the shadow may be coming up and just reminding you again that you fucking got this (laughs) and just how to be with it how to be with it especially this this episode is in the context with the holidays approaching Yeah, absolutely. And our last few episodes were really about being able to bring ourselves into a strong place of supporting ourselves, but it is just as necessary for us to also look within, look at ourselves and what is triggering us and where our work lies within that. Especially because there is such, and we've spoken to this a few times in many different episodes, and what was actually why this podcast was born, but there's just such a big rhetoric and narrative in the world that like love and light only, positive vibes only, like you're you're a toxic person, cut all toxic people out of your life. And, you know, at some point you do have to take responsibility for your internal environment. You cannot just constantly be blaming others for the way that you feel you can learn what your internal landscape is like 
you don't have to necessarily, you can learn that you are the one who thinks your thoughts. You're not your thoughts. You don't have to believe everything that your thoughts tell you. You don't have to believe every way your body makes you feel, but you have to expand your awareness in order to be able to get to that spot where you can question it and support it in order to shift it on a nervous system level. Yes, exactly. And when you're starting out, when you begin shadow work, when you begin to understand yourself and why you respond to the world around you the way you do when you recognize your trauma and you're working through healing there may be some obvious people that that it's it's been time it's been past the time to remove them from your lives that are just obviously toxic however it will open up many opportunities for you to see toxic traits within other people but that does not mean we cancel those people out or even have the opportunity realistically to always cancel everybody out of our lives that we notice there can be toxic traits within. So how do we build up this ability to withstand some of these toxic traits and still keep ourselves in a balanced space where we can still respond to the world from a healed space without bypassing and just writing people off constantly because We all have the ability to carry on toxic traits in our lives. We're not all walking around completely healed, even if we've done healing. Yes, exactly. What I hear you speaking to is looking, looking, finding the toxicity within yourself. And oh my gosh, what is the the snake medicine? The snake medicine card is Mm -hmm. coming to mind. I didn't draw it, but that is that that is that the, what does that say? That the, the antidote is the poison. Like you have to understand it in order to transmute it. Yes. You have to be willing to see the parts within yourselves that could, or within yourself that could relate to what that feels like, or put yourself in their shoes. If you haven't had that experience, be able to reflect on if that was your reality, how would you be responding? And along with the understanding that everybody has a different path to follow and not everyone will be on the path that you're at at this time or understanding even we all have our own different places. And I invite you to sit with this really challenging question that you may just scoff immediately at. And if that's the case, then please definitely take the time to sit with it. But what if everyone is doing the best? What if Everyone is doing their best, including you, including you. We, t- we tend, I see this both ways where, first of all, we're like, there's no way in hell that person could be doing their best. And then you break it down and you think about it. And it's like with the tools that they were given with their circumstances, for whatever reason, like, can you accept that they are trying their best? And this is what that looks like. And it might be really fucking shitty. It might hurt but can you accept that? And equally looking at yourself, can you accept that you are trying your best? And I, I've had this conversation with so many people and I do hear oftentimes, especially with friends, but with clients as well that are like, I don't feel like I'm doing my best because I could do this, that, or the other thing. I'm not taking care of myself. And when you break it down, and especially in this context of the holidays, we're in the middle of a very stressful season. 
We're in the middle of a dark season, literally with the sun disappearing, where depression and seasonal effectiveness disorder is rampant. Can you understand that given your circumstances, that maybe you are still trying your best, even if you aren't where you want to be? Yes. And I'd say another thing that needs to be understood too, is that even if you have healed some of these areas, some of these things or relationships that have been difficult for you, even if you feel you have healed part of that healing is, you know, cyclical. It never just is completely healed in one session. You're always coming back to a new level of understanding how much it affected you and that there is another level of healing that you can come up to. You don't just finish healing and you move on. You come back to a new level that you possibly couldn't finish before, or you just didn't have the opportunity to see. Constantly. That's why this work is never ending. It's, it's amazing the way that these opportunities that I like to say, and or challenges circulate. You know, especially because like, you know, starting from childhood wounding and the way that it perceives our view of the world. And I just, I always, I view of it, view it as this spiral that we are constantly working around and spiraling up or down or whatever, you know, even, even like uh, para, what is this? Horizontally. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be going up or down. There's no connotation right. there. It's just the fact that there is this spiral that is happening. And that is especially constantly referred to in um, indigenous practices and shamanic practices of the spiral, the spiral ladder, the spiral staircase, and our DNA is a spiral. I, we don't even get me started on spirals. Our blood spirals in and out of the heart. <laughs> like we are circular beings, but not circular in just a round state. Because like if you look down on it or at one angle, you might see that it looks like it's just circular, but it's actually the spiral that's circulating around meaning that you are never in the same place that you were before. Mm-hmm. Can you trust that you, that, that you are growing, that there is something that you've gained? I used to always think that I was backsliding. Oh. Bless you. Excuse me. I tried to stop it from happening, but it was going to happen. That was so cute. I could see it about to happen. Reminder that you can watch us in our ridiculous ways. If oh, yes. <laughs> on YouTube. We have that available on both of our channels now. Uh, off of our Instagram pages is the best way to get there. Yeah. And you definitely don't want to miss my sneeze face. That's so tune in. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go into the cards. Please do. A little bit. So we already said that I did pull death. This is the Oracle deck. It's not the tarot card of death, but um, death is death. Death is the medicine, right? As Nagar would say, let dead things die. Can you? Will you? Nagar is another another witch that we we highly love. And the tarot card that I actually pulled today from the body language tarot is the nine of earth or the nine of pentacles. And this energy is very much an energy of being deeply rooted in who you are. 
this, this deck really speaks through, well, it's called the body language tarot. It really speaks through the symbology of posture and positioning and um, symbolism on the card. And it just shows somebody that's just standing in their power. Centered and grounded. They understand their needs. I love the symbolism of this tarot. It's really, it's something that I'm still learning how to resonate with, but when, when I see it and hold these cards in my hand and like when I'm with you, especially like, it's just, it's so beautiful. It's a really powerful deck, but just the, that they have their arm and their, their fist is on their chest and they're just kind of embracing themselves in this place of understanding their worth and holding themselves in that place. And especially that fist, like that just reminds me of like a strength, a protection, a knowing. And if mm-hmm. you don't mind, just going to plug in that I, I drew the elephant card from the wild unknown tarot. And this is a really strong and auspicious symbol and card and the elephant really asks us to trust and when we are not trusting we are misunderstanding fate there is opportunity all around you can you lean into abundance can you see the opportunity before you and that doesn't mean it's not going to get uncomfortable it doesn't mean that you won't understand it. it doesn't mean that you don't need to shut yourself in the bathroom and take some breaths or go home and throw some pillows on the fucking bed and scream for a bit because this shit is real. It comes, can I just like get a little more upset or angsty about it? Like I just, abundance is our birthright. It's our birthright. Which part? Abundance. Abundance is our birthright. Abundance. Yeah. Scarcity is is completely made up. Abundance is everywhere. And you need to believe this for yourself. You need to know this for yourself. Yeah. This nine of pentacles brings up reflecting back on what you have done to bring yourself to this point, because we do not give ourselves credit so much of the time for the work we have put in and investing in ourselves. And that is something to hold during this season is when we have obligations, when we have times where we have to be around people that may not necessarily be supportive for us. This is what we need to hold on to. We know the work we've put into our lives. We know what we're working for. You know. Yes. Don't let them take it away. Don't let them cancel any of that out. Hold it to your heart and remember. What and this is what I work with my clients and specifically is learning how to find that and harness that within yourself and get to a place to have that strong relationship with yourself that you will not let it go. And this is something that I have personally been working with, with myself, especially, I mean, arguably my whole life, it's been my life path, but specifically over the last couple of years, as I have taken stepped away from dating and losing myself and other people as I've recognized that is my own habit and really spent time coming back to myself and spending time with myself. I get, I had to realize that one of part of my big shadow was recognizing just how terrified I was to lose that relationship that I had built with myself because that was my pattern. That's what I always do. Hmm. 
and you, you have the strength within you to know. And I just, I love that symbol and that reminder, like, no, you've got it. You've got it here. Can you believe that for yourself? And that's where death comes in. Death is not to be feared. It's not to be there to make you feel as if something is going to go wrong. Death is there because once you understand that death is necessary, death is necessary for you to really see the beauty of life, you'll start seeing what needs to go and what is worth putting up boundaries to and allowing it to die away. All of these things that you're putting the work into for yourself, those are the things that need to stay. Yeah. I hear, I hear a question come up. That's like, what if it's not a big deal? Like the death card, you know, we're always like, (gasps) like, what if it's not a big deal? I even, I think of like, you know, we're plant lovers. Y'all out there probably have some plants or love plants or just even think of this and how it applies to you. But you know, when like, it's very natural on plants for like the little leaves and things like that to die away. And you just gently, you just pull them off. They come off easy when they're ready to, to die. And it's like, let those dead things die, help them even come off. What if it's not a big deal? What if it's just part of the process? Use them as part of what you're starting to grow with. Again, use them in the soil, make the soil fertile, take those experiences Take the good or take the medicine that came through those hard, harsh experiences and use it to facilitate what you want to grow, to guide you in what you want to actually bring into abundance in your life. So what are ways that the shadow might come out? Because I feel like we I'm really resonating with everything we're saying and we're like, totally, it's totally great. But how do we bring it back to like the reality, the realistic, like ways that, you know, cause it's all great to talk about the ways that we can support ourselves. Can you let this shit go? But like, you know, what happens when shit really gets under your fucking skin Because it's so important, especially I'll just continue to say with the holidays, no matter who you decide to spend the holidays with, whether they're your friends who may be chosen family, who you love and respect and are, you know, deep in relation with, or it actually is your family, whoever you consider family. And especially if you are spending time with people that raise you in any way, shape or form, family is the deepest wound. That's the, that's the deepest wound. And it's like, there's going to be like, you know, it can come up in all kinds of ways and the ways that, you know, recognizing that older generations are not privy to the way that paradigms are shifting. Maybe your pronouns aren't being respected. Maybe you hate the way that your aunt is constantly looking you up and down and judging the way you dress. Like maybe you like, there's so many ways that it can get under your skin and just an invitation to remind you that this is about you. It's not about them. Yeah, absolutely. And to recognize those moments as the reason why you need an arsenal of tools. Yes. You you need to have the ability to the skills, the acquired practices that are able to support you through those times, because those are the times that are most triggering for so many of us. 
the only way we strengthen ourselves is to strengthen our resolve so that we're not so easily triggered. I feel like one of the, one of the most tangible things in those moments, I would say that I bring up a lot is just breath work because it's the most available in the moment thing that isn't something I really have to have a necessary tool for just an understanding of how to reconnect to my body and how to keep myself regulated. Absolutely. Um, what would you say? What would you say that you use in those moments? There are a couple things like breath is definitely a big one that I'm always talking about. Even just taking like a conscious breath in the moment to pause from responding or of course, excusing yourself to the bathroom to be able to breathe. I think there's also like letting things slide, like not, not taking things personally is one way. Remembering that it's not about you or it's really not about you. It's about them. And you don't have yeah. to take the time to deconstruct that and to go into that. And, you know, you you might be at a family event or a holiday celebration. Like it doesn't have to go there. Like you cannot take right. it personally. Oh, there was another one on the tip of my tongue. Perhaps it'll come back. Give me one moment. No problem. I was going to say, actually, um, another thing that I like to do that I never really thought to do, and I didn't think it would be that big of a deal but really does come through for me is, is reminding myself and reassuring myself that I will not be there forever. It's just a temporary time and I get to go home and I get to sit with the things that make me feel safe again. I can meditate if I need to, but Mm -hmm. I will not always, I will, I do not have to stay there. That's beautiful. And sometimes just reminding ourselves, like really just reassuring ourselves that we've got this. We, we know how to take care of ourselves now because we understand how much this upsets us, like really building a place where we know we, we had, we can catch ourselves. I like that, but like, yeah, catching yourself, recognizing it. One thing that, um, the other thing that I was going to say and I don't know. You know, I had to go through this phase. I just, for anybody watching the video, I just put my fingers, my candle out with my fingers and now I have black shit all over my fingers. So I'm just getting that off. Side note. But yes, um, squirrel brain, always neurodivergent brain, uh, is to, so I went through phases of this where I was, I wanted people to understand like where I was at and I would always speak to my work, whether, whatever that was. And maybe it was like, you know, diet culture and things like that. Like, I don't eat that anymore. Or like, you should consider cutting this out. Or like, did you know that gluten does this to you? And like, you know, that's just an easy way for me to refer to to, to, um, this, but in terms of like shadow work or like just thinking of like recalibrating your nervous system, adopting a self-care lifestyle, a spiritual lifestyle. I honestly, at this point in my life, I do not recommend speaking to your work. Let yourself live and lead through your tools by, by not taking things personally, by knowing that you can go to the bathroom and breathe, but you don't have to say, I'm going to go to the bathroom and breathe, or I just got back from the bathroom and breathing because y'all make me crazy. Like, (laughs) 
you know, or just saying like, I've actually been working a lot with my shadow and it's obviously what you guys need to do too. Or just like, you know, projecting other things, really accepting people. This is about accepting people where they are at and honoring yourself for where you are at. And it's not trying to change anything. It's not trying to change anything at all. It's this profound, deep acceptance. Yeah. You can only change yourself. You can only choose for yourself. You can, you really cannot influence or change how people are or what they believe or what they feel. And you You can can only influence yourself. Say that last part again. Sorry. I said you can only influence yourself. Yeah. And lead by example, but in, in a humble, uh, I wanted to say humility, like with, with, with humility, by being humble with a surrender, it's not ego driven. Like I'm going to show you, no, it's just, well, that's still speaking from wounding too. Right. That's still speaking from wounding. And when you are trying to, you know, do what you need to do to protect that space, but understand it's wounded for a reason. And not everyone will understand that or even see it. So really knowing yourself and knowing your triggers, but understanding you're the only one that can really tend to those things. There's really nothing that it can serve by trying to call other people out on what they need to do or what they need to understand, because you didn't always understand that either. There was a time in your life you didn't see it either. And that why that's another reason why it can be important to have mentors, teachers, people that you work in session with and that can see you, that can hold you in that, that can validate you. And especially if you don't have like the friends and the community just yet that is developing around this. Yeah. And when you're when you're putting these types of possible accusations or assumptions on people that really aren't even in a space to see it, you're really only wasting your own energy that could be going towards building and creating your own life. That is such a great reminder. Don't give them that power. Don't let them have that energy. That is yours. And of course, easier said than done. Of course, that's what we're always saying. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's a process. It's always a process. To close out this episode, I have, I drew two cards that I think are really poignant. Do you mind if I share? Go for it. We got the four of wands, which in my book mm. is the, what the fuck is tarot from Bakara Wintner. It's uh, work hard, play hard. You have been working really fucking hard to do this, the shadow work and things like that. It's the holiday season. Like allow your, like remember, just as we closed out last episode with that remembrance of life being light, being playful, being joyful. Like, can you allow yourself to have a good time? Like, can you allow yourself to have a good time? And sometimes, especially in family settings, the answer is I'm fucking trying and I can't. (laughs) Had to leave early or whatever it is, you know, but set the intention. And then- Six of Pentacles. Six Mm. of Pentacles is showing you it is all happening. You can do it. You are doing it. Give yourself the credit that you deserve. Give yourself the credit Mm. that you deserve. We are our own worst critics. It's hard for us to really 
fully see how far we've come and it's happening. You're doing it. Something really beautiful about the six of pentacles also is, is this understanding that there is a generosity that mm. you learn in going through painful times. That just like sent some goose pimples over my body. And that is just so deep and beautiful and extremely meaningful. And that comes right back to that. You can only go as deep with others as you've gone with yourself. And when you recognize the depths that you have traveled with yourself, it's easier to hold people in what you couldn't accept before because you've accepted it within yourself. Right. Yeah. You've got this babies. Get out there. Do it. Great holiday season. Make We're always with you wherever you go. And if you want us to be with you literally more personally, <laughs> this is the month. I'm back now, <laughs> not at the time of this recording, as you can see if you're watching the video, but at the time of air on November 2nd, I'm back. I'm back in the Pacific Northwest, and we will be taking on our salt and shadow sessions. Helping you we fake. can walk through the shadow with you. Exactly. Let us walk through the shadow with you. We would be honored. Absolutely honored help it be tangible. We would love to see you reflect these things to you, show you how far you have come and help you just hold yourself in this space. Yes. You do not have to do it alone. You do not have to do it alone. Please don't do it alone. You can do yeah. something alone, but babe, yeah. you got to reach I'm, out somewhere. Yeah, you, you still need support Definitely. because so much of it is alone. Exactly. It doesn't have to be with us, but in general, like you, right. Absolutely. Do not seek out therapy if you need it. Absolutely. Right. I actually thought of that the other day. I was like, we need to shout out therapy more because therapy is where it's fucking at. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We're not trying to replace therapy. Oh no, absolutely not. It's just a different type of therapy. Yeah. We need so many different types, like layers of support. Mm -hmm. And we have so many different needs that there just needs to be more opportunities. There needs to be more available, but that doesn't cancel out the need for what is already there that is helping us. Yes. And if you are enjoying this episode or feeling like you want to support in any way, shape or form, we would greatly appreciate you writing a review. It would mean a lot. It would help our podcast out. It's completely free. If you want to know more information about either Diana or I, where can they find us? So they can find me at safepassagetarot.net. Where can they find you? Well, I am on Instagram at selfcarecreature. I got a website, selfcarecreature.com. Yeah, all those places, all those good places. There we are. Thank you so much for supporting us, making this podcast possible by tuning in, by giving feedback. We love it when you take screenshots and tag us. It means so much. Hashtag self, self, sorry, going back to my brand real quick. (laughs) I just did an eye roll for those who can't see it. Hashtag I'm doing the silly hands, salt and shadows podcast. Yes.
Thank you, Leanne, for helping make this possible too. Thank you, Leanne. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you soon. Bye.